It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome everybody to the Board NBA YouTube channel for more pick and roll. This is the NBA discussion and betting show where we bring in Pips and myself, Jacob, to talk about the NBA and of course go through the official NBA bets over the course of the show. This show is of course part of the Hammer Betting Network, so you can visit the hammer.bet for more sports betting content. But if you're in it for the NBA stuff, make sure you are subscribed to the Board NBA on YouTube. If you're watching over there, also be sure to smash the like button. Follow us on Twitter, and if you're listening in podcast form, please take a bit of time to rate and review five stars if you have not done so already. And uh, it's been it's been a difficult week for us with injuries. We had the bad luck with Jared Allen a couple of nights ago where the, the bet really had no legs. We don't really know if it would have hit anyways. It just never got a chance. Well, I think even worse yesterday, it looked like the bet, there are no guarantees, obviously, but it did seem like with over just over one quarter left of basketball that Tyrese Halliburton would get three more points or assists. And he wasn't given the chance because he did not feature there, but he healed and easily cleared. So that one stung a little bit. Let's go to the record on the season. 60 and 44, still a great record, of course, plus eight units, but 0 and 2 on the picks yesterday. Uh, injury was a problem for that first one. Second one, Giannis had an outstanding game yet had his lowest points total of the season. So uh, really strange one there. Pips, your thoughts on both of these picks. So obviously, <clears throat> Buddy Hilde and Tyrese went uh, like expected. Tyrese was on a way to clear his regular season line. And yeah, this was just unfortunate. Like, as you said, Jaritana was like, we didn't know even if he played, if he was going to hit or not. But this one lies like 95% clear. See if he came back, like yeah. that, that's that's unbelievable. And yeah, let's talk about Giannis. <laughs> I'll just say that's the lowest scoring game of his career with 35 minutes. Like since the rookie year, and I won't count that because he he like he wasn't the same player. But yeah. since the rookie year, this is the lowest scoring game when he gets 35 or more minutes against the Hawks defense, which is the worst rim protection in the league. Like, yeah, what, what happened? So he started very aggressively. He had six field goal attempts in the first five minutes. And the next 22 minutes, I think he attempted only one field goal attempt. And hmm. the defense wasn't anything special. He just decided not to even try because they, they were up like 25 in the first quarter. Like they were making every shot and he was just facilitating. He had, I think, 20 rebounds and 10 assists, something like that. And yeah, he, he wasn't even trying. But they were up so huge. Like I think he thought this is a an easy winnable game. And they were up 25 and Hawks had a lead with four minutes left. So... As such a weird thing 
and they ended up winning because Hawks shot themselves in the foot in the last <laughs> couple of minutes of the game. Yeah, it's unbelievable the way they were playing. I, I, I'm actually amazed that they managed to turn around the game because they played completely like complete nonsense of, of the of the game. Like they will leave Bucks with wide open trees, and while they will shoot uh, step back. Uh, Pull up mid-range shots all over the game, and like, how are we losing this game? Like, well, I mean, we won't talk much about this, but it was a very weird game, and we actually had a chance because the game was close. But yeah, the worst performance of Giannis for like last scoring performance. Well, of, yeah, like, I was gonna say. Yeah, I, I think I, I can't quite remember the box score. He had like high tens in assists and rebounds to go along with it. It was just the scoring that was off. It was a season low for scoring there. And I was kind of wondering, like, maybe it was like Okongwu was doing a great job on him, but it doesn't seem like that was the case. And there were, I remember there was a a worry that somebody mentioned on Twitter that is it a problem that it might be a blowout. The spread was only four and a half in this game. So there wasn't really any sort of blowout concerns about this, but um, just a weird game, unfortunate loss there, and unfortunate with the injury, but we hope to get it back today, hopefully shake it off and have a really good day today as one of the viewers is hoping for. So we're going to have a, let's hope to have a really good one here. We have three official picks coming for you guys a little later, but sticking, I guess, in the the negative energy, we want to do a discussion about which team currently is in the worst spot in the NBA. So darkest future ahead and just overall, um, not looking forward to the future fan bases, unoptimistic. And I have three that I'm thinking of. So if Pips takes my main one, which I think he might, uh, I have a backup. So Pips, what do you think? Which team has the least bright future? I think we have two that like are, we have all three the same. I'll like 90 percent okay. sure that we I have. I think, all... I think one of mine is a bit of a wild card, but let, let's see. Okay, I don't have any wild cards, but I'll say, I mean, obviously the Bulls, the Wizards, and the Lakers. Okay, yeah, Lakers, you know what? I should have put Lakers in mine, um, but I have a fourth in that case. But let's let's hear your your Bulls. I'll, I'll talk about the Wizards. You talk about the Bulls. So, I don't know if you had a chance to... I look at the game last night. The, uh, the Bulls game? Um, yeah. I, I saw the score, that's for sure. <laughs> Did you saw the last possession? Oh, of course, I saw, I, of course I saw the last possession in that game. I watched it live and I was like, <laughs> the fuck? So, hang on, let, me, let me explain it to, to anybody who didn't see the end of the Bulls-Wizards game. The Bulls were down by three with about four seconds left. They inbounded to Zach Levine, who pump faked on the three-point line and stepped inside to take a mid-range two, trying to bait, uh, I think it was uh, DeLon Wright, into a foul and one. So Levine would have had to make the shot while getting fouled and then make the free throw, even though uh, an NBA player like DeLon... Sorry? To only to go to the overtime. Like... To only to go to overtime, yeah. But he wanted DeLon Wright, an NBA player, to actually foul him when he knows he he needed a three instead of a two. But yeah, yes, DeLon I did see Wright that. DeLon Wright is actually one of the one of the best defenders. So he's yeah, very and smart. DeLon Wright, form, I, a former Raptor, yeah. I like DeLon Wright. Yeah, 
so like what's the process They're like what are you doing and yeah you have Zach Lavin who is terrible shot maker I mean I think such with such shot selection you have Demar DeRozan and Nikola Vucevic so like three three main guys all negative defenders and Vucevic and DeRozan are actually pretty awful on defensive end so you, there is no way you can compete with three awful defenders so that's the first thing the second thing Nikola Vucevic is not the Nikola Vucevic they traded for. And the fourth thing, their future is like Ayodosunmu, like Patrick Williams. That, yeah. That, that Kobe White, like the day, they, <laughs> they are not in a great spot with the young guys because they are not performing very well. Obviously, Ayodosunmu is great for a second round pick, but that's not someone you build. He's like seventh guy of the third guy of the bench or seven or eight guy in the rotation for for a decent team, but that's it. Patrick Williams, I, I mean, I have so many concerns about this guy. Like he will get a wide open three and then hit the top of the of the board like so many times, like it's crazy. But I, I'm okay with him. I think he will be a great player in the future. But still, nothing great about the Bulls. <coughs> And Zach Lavin is for sure, for sure, not a 40 million guys guy. Yeah. I mean, I love Zach Lavin as my second score option on a good team. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And but the team will need to be built around that you can't have negative defender of exactly that the point I was gonna make. On your team. So and the Marder Rosen is great, but I don't know. Let me let me read out to you what Zach Levine is going to be making. He just signed a five-year contract, and I'm going to read to you year by year how much he's going to make. So this year, 37, then 40, then 43, then 46, and then $49 million in 26-27. So he's getting paid like the guy they need to build around. Uh, their pick this year is... Uh, it's top 14. I, I believe it's top 14 protected. What's what's oh sorry, it's top four protected. So um that pick would go to the magic this year. The, the Orlando Magic made off like bandits with that Vucevic trade. Yeah. So I mean, top four protected this year. I, I I don't think it will slip into the top four. They have their pick talk, next year. We already talk about like we we probably both are taking Wendell Carter over with Nikola Vucevic at the moment. Yes. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah. And Franz and, Wagner and all the picks. <laughs> like Yes, of course. And then 2025, their pick is top 10 protected. That That's going to the Spurs as part of the DeRozan thing. Uh, it's top 10 protected. They might actually like get to draft in that spot, but then it becomes top eight protected. Uh, and then it's top eight protected in actually second and third year. I have it up right now. So not a ton of picks. It's not like detrimental for picks, but yeah, that's a bad situation because it looks like they're going to have to build around Zach Levine. And I think Zach Levine's a good player, just number two guy. 
Uh, Wizards okay. is the one that I wanted. I mean, that we both want to talk about. I'll, I'll switch over to the Wizards. So, first of all, for the Washington Wizards, they just have accepted mediocrity here. They paid Bradley Beal like somewhere around fifty million dollars a year for the next five years. Not only have they done that, they gave Bradley Beal a no trade clause, and like in the NBA, no trade clauses are pretty close to unheard of unless you are like I think David Robinson had one. I think LeBron has had one. Like you, you have to be the top five, like maybe top three player in the league to to, to get that. And Bradley Beal respectfully like he's still a great player but i don't think he's a 50 million dollar player i think he's slightly like gonna start declining year by year and that contract's gonna handcuff the wizards i don't see how they're gonna be able to really build around that contract because bradley beal i don't think he's the superstar that they need him to be and draft pick wise it's not like detrimental this year their pick is top 14 protected that one is going to the the Houston Rockets at some point. So uh, I think you have that to look forward to as, as a fan. But the money they're paying Bradley Beal, not really any young talent around him because they never have a good draft pick because they're always too good to get a good draft pick. But that they're not good enough to really make any sort of noise beyond um, just like a play-in tournament. The, like the play-in tournament was made for teams like the Washington Wizards because – it just provides a little bit more excitement for a team that that really is going nowhere. If you're if you're a Washington fan, I apologize. Maybe you're aware of how harsh this is, but uh, Pips, I'm sure you agree with me on the Wizards. Yeah, for sure. Like, um, <laughs> that uh, draft protection, uh, that trade protection is like so dumb. Like, why would you do that? Like, yeah, unbelievable. And I, I actually, my, my friend is, is is a fan of of Wizards, mm-hmm. and I, I remember how he was so angry when they didn't pick Tyrese Halliburton with eight pick in two thousand twenty. Like, yeah. Tyrese was like, I, I expected him to be like, I, I don't know, like fifth Seven. or fourth, like, and he was twelve. Like, Tyrese Halliburton went as a twelfth pick. On that draft. You, you sorry, have, like, have you uh, have you ever seen the video of the Sacramento Kings office room when Halburn slipped to 12th? There is yeah, grown I, men, I, I 40, 56 years old, all huddled up, jumping for joy when they realized the 11th, whoever was 11th passed on Halliburton and they managed to get him yeah. at 12th. Yeah, and the, the Spurs pick, yeah, the Spurs pick Darren Vassell, which turns out great also. Right, right. So, so they not only Wizards missed on, on Tyrese Halliburton, they also missed on Darren Vassell. And <laughs> yes, yeah, and, and they took nine. They took so Hachim- you get no, they took Daniel Avdia. Right, right. That was that year. Yeah, okay. and that's like and they were in the ninth place. So next pick were like uh Devin Vassell and Tyrese Halliburton. Wow. And the Suns, of course, picking Jalen Smith, who is probably not playing in the G League even. He's with the the Pacers, isn't he? Yeah, uh, but he's getting ten minutes, fifteen minutes of the bench. Like he's uh, he's G League material player. Like <clears throat> I think he maybe get can come around, but I'll just say like these two teams passed on Devin Vassell and Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah. I will say just quickly on that draft, I was extraordinarily high on Denny of the, uh, that one was, 
I was I was not ready yeah, for I was, that one. I heard I mean he's from Europe, he was playing in Europe, so I was very familiar with his game. But I, I had some concerns about his shooting for the NBA <clears throat> and how the league is going to that direction. Mm-hmm. If you can shoot, you can play in the NBA. But he's great overall player and I think he'll be a great role player in the league. But yeah. I was very high on, on Tyrese and Devin Vassell. Like I was a huge fan and yeah. I actually was happy when Spurs uh, got the, the Devin Vassell. That's like great uh, franchise to go for a young player. Like, but mm-hmm. I hated Kings and Tyrese. Well, man, that was yeah. It ended up kind of working out for them. I I still yeah. people call that trade when they sent Halliburton to the Pacers. He got Sabonis. People are starting to call that a win-win trade. As, as well as Sabonis is playing, I don't consider this a win-win trade. Halliburton yeah. is the, the prize of that one. I, I get there's other stuff involved, but no. I Maybe say, like it's not a good fit around De'Aaron Fox, but I can't believe they traded Halliburton for real. It's the mother of perspective. Of course, the Pacers get the better player. And I think I will agree it's like 60-40 for, for the Pacers. It's currently 50-50. I mean, if you look how they play, but for the future, of course, yes. it's Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah, that, that's what I'm trying to get at. Um, all right, so... I don't want to take too long on this topic. Pip said the Lakers. We can all know we all know why the Lakers are in a bad spot. I actually just a quick I want to take a quick minute on a wild card that I want to throw in here. Are we completely sold on the Los Angeles Clippers? Because obviously, you know, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard are here and they're here for uh, this plus two more years. They have no draft. They don't control any of their draft assets for the foreseeable future. All the picks are going to OKC or there's swaps. They haven't really come that close to winning an NBA championship. They got to a conference final, a conference final that it never looked like they were going to win. Sure, injuries are part of that here. But I would say this all-in era of the Clippers has not worked out. It's been kind of a failure. And I guess Steve Ballmer's money is always going to be able to bail them out. But is this a market that's going to continuously be able to bring in free agents to play with these guys? I, I'm not so sure. So I don't know your thoughts on that. I, I don't think they're the worst. They're not as bad as the Lakers, the Wizards or the Bulls. But do you kind of see the, the way I'm kind of trending with the Clippers here? You said the Clippers going for, for contenders didn't work out. It, it never did. Like entire history of the Clippers is failed, <laughs> yeah. failed franchise. Like they had so many good teams that could could compete, but they never did. Like they always were second round exit, second round exit, second round. Like like that's like for like two decades now. <laughs> and, and and I I actually have concerns about them winning the championship because I think they are a really good team and they can win the championship. And that's that was the the thing for the last, I don't know how many years, but this season there is no, and obviously, some will say like, it's difficult to win a championship when you have, in the, when you are in the same conference as Golden State Warriors or the, the last couple of years, couple of years. But they, they, they never even went out against the Golden State Warriors like when they were That's a true. good team. Like, they were true. getting annihilated, but some lower seats and yeah. The, just, the 3-1 yeah, the Nuggets. Like, the, the Phoenix yeah. Suns conference finals. I, I understood when Doc Rivers was there. Like, he's complete failure of the coach <laughs> in the playoffs. Uh, I like that's for sure. But 
I like Tyler Lowe. I think he's uh, one of the best coaches in the league. And if they can't make it this season, yeah, I, I see your point completely. I think that team will fall apart. Like, and then don't have any draft draft assets. They don't have anything. Like, this is the year that they need to make something some good run or things won't work out well. Oh, and by the way, along with all those picks they sent to OKC, in case anybody forgot, they also sent OKC Shea Gilgis Alexander. So, yeah, oh, yeah you have to yeah. see that as a bit of failure. All right, let's let's uh, let's move on from this topic. Let's go into the official picks segment on today's show. Three same-game parlays coming away looking for a bounce-back Thursday, and it's an unusually, like, more loaded than usual Thursday for picks. So the first one is in... Uh, the Hornets at Raptors game. It's nice to have these back-to-back games for betting because you can really see how defensive schemes worked just two nights prior. So I'm wondering if that is in play here as we go to this one. Yeah, the, 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 that can be a trip sometimes because if one thing work, the other coach be adjust and they have like right. some period to just prepare for that game looking at the last one. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. But our pick for this game is Gary Trent Jr. over 16.5 points, combined with Lamelo Ball over six and a half assists, which is minus, minus 115 at DraftKings. I really like this spot. There are some obvious reasons. First one is OG Anunobi defending Lamelo Ball, and when he tries to drive, they bring second and third guy, and he, I, they are just icing him on defense, sending him to the corners, sending him wide, and don't letting him drive to the rim, which is probably one of the greatest ways to defend Lamelo Ball, and also one of the best defensive uh, schemes to to have for a ball handler to have as many assists as he can have. And in the last game, he ended up with 14 assists, which is like something he's finally he's getting there. Like he had 12, 12, 9, 11, so now 14 assists. So he's really like setting in the Tyrese Halliburton mode where he's like just completely or running the offense by himself and i think half of these assists were like to plumb it for a for a dunker or a layup and i i can see that again but i'm not betting plumly over 13 and a half points that seems like no one of the craziest <laughs> things someone can do yeah <laughs> so i'm going with the assist and gary train jr like i i spoke about it i think like two or three shows ago because the the book is he was like on a tier and three straight games the book is didn't offer his line and finally they get his line and i actually like him going over 19 and a half points but i'm taking this a bit safer because it's gary chen jr and i'm Freaky. not a huge fan of his consistency yes and but if you take a look at this this is like that you can't be more consistent than this like it's like Perfect graph to, to, to show. And this is Gary Trent Jr. Last 10 games in 26 or more minutes. And I actually think with the great form, he'll get 35 minutes tonight, probably. Because, yeah, yeah he's, he's there 
for the last couple of games, he's their most reliable scorer besides Siakam. Yeah. Fred, Fred will have like 38 and then eight points next game. So I don't I have I will never bet on him. But the one another great thing, he is guarded by Lamelo Ball, who is probably the worst defensive player on, on that Hornets team. So I also like that. And Lamelo is someone that can make stupid fouls, completely lose his guy on defense. And did get a change when you're of he he he's decent off ball. He's moving decently off the ball. Yep. He's getting good looks. And there is no shot that he does that he doesn't like. So that's a great thing about his nope. over. <laughs> and yeah, and he's also a streaky guy. So he's currently on a great streak, and that can maintain for like a month. And he will shoot like 70% from three in, in like 10 game stretch, he'll end up the season a 35% shooter. So when he is at the top, he's really, really good. But when he's down, he can shoot two from 25. So hopefully we get another another decent efficiency game from him. Yeah. And yeah, I watched I watched the last game, and if they do deploy the same defensive scheme, this will pretty easily catch. Yeah, with Gary Trent, start of the year, he wasn't playing well, so they moved him to the bench, where then he really was playing well. So now he's back in the starting five. Uh, Raptors, you don't have a great bench when they don't have great bench production. Their starters play close to like 40 minutes. So there could be a ton of minutes here, uh, for Gary Trent on this bet. So nice spot over there. You were were talking about how he clears the line at like 26 minutes. So he might play more than 10 minutes, more than that. So, uh, nice spot on that one. Let's move to the second pick in the Mavericks and Lakers game. And here is the same game parlay. We, so we have two same game parlays for the same game, and both same game parlays are for Dallas Mavericks, and I'll talk about why. But but first is Christian Wood over seventeen and a half points combined with Spencer Dinwiddie three and a half assists, which is minus one hundred and fifteen on DraftKings. So why are we betting this, and why do we like all these kind of bets for this game? Because Luka Doncic is the highest usage player and the highest scorer on the Dallas and Lakers were just like throwing all five players on him. Like <laughs> that's probably the most ridiculous double cleaning I've seen the entire season. So the first, the thing is uh, Christian Wood in that game scored 30 points. And with not Anthony Davis, I, I, I think there is no one to stop Christian Wood with so much focus on, on Luka Doncic. The game is just open ups for him and he David now in protection and he's just um, he's just annihilating inside. I mean, I think everyone knows. I mean, everyone that follows the NBA knows that Christian Wood is probably one of the best offensive finishers in the entire league. Like, that's... I don't think that's even questionable. Like, I, I would say, like, he's top 10 big finisher not centers but the big finisher in the league but the problem with him is on his defensive side so his offense is unbelievable and i really like this part for him and with them uh, dallas being shorthanded he's playing 30 plus minutes and when he's playing 30 plus minutes he has average of 22 and a half points and he's clearing this line pretty easily i think it's like 80% of the time, 75 to 80% of the time. And in this positive matchup, it's so much focus on Luca. I like this. The second part of this bet is Spencer Dinvidi. 
in that in that game he had eight assists on 15 potential assists, and Luca had 16 potential assists. So they so with all that focus on Luca Doncic, they gave the ball to Spencer Dinwiddie more and went with Luca a little bit off the ball, so they can't double him him team him as much because. When he's tapping the ball, of course, they just came to him and double to him and move the ball away from him. But when he's catching it off the ball, attacking in the movement, he can get easier to the free throw line. And it's 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 a even bigger collapse of the defense. So Spencer Dimity with having more on on ball reps, I think he should clear this line pretty easily. He had doubled this line last game. So that's the first that's the first bet. Yeah, so that matchup was on Christmas Day, and I did watch this one. The Lakers, as much as they put a focus on Doncic, he still had a 32-9-9, and uh, but he got out to a little bit of a slow start because there was such a focus on him. So uh, pull up the third one here, the third pick in the same game. I would like, uh, as you're kind of explaining this, also I am just curious, what is, uh, I, I guess, what is the thought process that goes into putting who with who? So why is Wood with Dinwiddie, and why do you put, Hardaway here with Luka Doncic for the third pick. So uh, it's because uh, I I don't mind uh, combining, but Hardaway Junior line is minus uh, one ninety. So if I put uh, Dinwiddie, I see. With so it's it just I'll get plus one twenty, and other way around I'll get minus one fifty. So I'll just get into the lines because I like all these spots. So the Hardaway Junior part is like his shot. 14 wide open threes against the Lakers in the last game. 14. <laughs> do you think and he um, made the six? Do you six think that was by design though by the Lakers to leave him open? I I, I, don't, I don't know, but he's the one that feels like whenever he he'll just tuck, tuck. tuck. Right. It's like he's not thinking. Like if you have wide, wide open Reggie Bullock or Spence or Dinvidi or Pavel or any of these guys, like, they'll just get the ball and have a second to think, do they want to shoot or not? Like, and if someone is close to contest, they'll probably give up. There is no such thing with Hardaway Jr. Like, if he's catching the ball and he has enough room to shoot, he doesn't care. He's just shooting. Bang. Yeah. Yeah. And if he gets, like, 10... I mean, he can score three in like eight tries. So I think him getting 10 or more is like huge volume. And he's actually shooting pretty well over the last couple of weeks. I mean, since he... he... Sorry. I think... Pips is cutting like, out a bit. He, you cut out a little bit like there. Sorry. Months ago when he started... Oh, sorry. So... It's, it's now... I think you're good okay. now. Yeah, you're good now. Okay, so yeah, since Gary Trent Jr. went to start in the games, he's just clearing this line easily. And if you take a look at the game, he's not playing like 36 minutes a game. That's like that's a rare thing in his career. And he's actually clearing this line pretty easily. Like he scored two or three or more threes in last 14 out of the 19 games. That's 75% clear rate. And with such a positive matchup and such a high clip rate, I think this is a, a great spot. And obviously, Luka Doncic have an assist in a game where he will be like throwing double teams and 
Yeah, I mean, that's probably the case in most of the games for Luka Doncic. Yeah, of course. But he cleared this line in like, I don't think, I think it's like 26 out of the last 28 games. So that's like <laughs> 90% clear rate. And there was games where he was given single coverage and still clear this line. And he have terrible defense of Lakers, high pace of Lakers, and double teams on Luka Doncic. So I, I just think Luka Doncic should... I wouldn't be surprised if he covers this in halftime. So, wow. So, yeah. All right. So a uh, lot of confidence I, I just, in this. So I, I just hope that there is no unexpected blowout because the line spread is 2.5. And Lakers are playing at home. And Lakers actually played some great basketball over the last couple of games. And Dallas did not. <laughs> so I, I just think, it, as I spoke, it, it, it does stay close. So, I mean, injuries are always going to be a concern now. With the Lakers, guys resting are sometimes a concern. A little bit less today because LeBron sat out last game, so he should be playing today. So the, the threat of a blowout is diminished quite a bit by that. So uh, really love the spots here. And I, I like the confidence in the Mavericks-Lakers game based on the matchups. But to recap, all three picks here. First of all, Hornets at the Raptors tonight. Gary Trent Jr. over 16.5 points paired with LaMelo Ball over 6.5 uh, assists are the typo there minus 115 at DraftKings, and this is why a lot of consistency from gary trent jr recently as it comes to his scoring since re-entering the starting five for the raptors then we're going to the mavericks and lakers game for the next two same game parlays first of all christian wood over 17 and a half points is paired with spencer dinwiddie over three and a half assists that is minus 115 at DraftKings, and the second one on the same game parlay is hardaway over two and a half threes paired with Doncic over six and a half assists minus 110 also at DraftKings. So three bets looking to bounce back today. Hopefully no injuries here. Uh, we've had back-to-back days of injuries. A little bit of bad luck. Let's hope for some good luck tonight as we have these three same game parlays. Remember guys, you want to see more content like this, subscribe to the board NBA on YouTube, help us on the road to 1000 subscribers and make sure to smash that like button to help disappear on some more YouTube recommended pages. If you're listening in podcast form, Please rate and review five stars. And also, if you guys want more betting content beyond just the NBA, visit thehammer.bet in your browser, thehammer.bet, for more sports betting content, especially as we get into NFL playoff season. Thank you again, guys. Let's hope these picks cash. Myself and Fizz, we will see you tomorrow for more from Pick and Roll. 